With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn, and joining me is Ross Davidson. Hello. Jesus, are you trying to get a bigger pause than what Craig normally does? That's why I was going to leave him to last because of that. <laughs> oh, and Craig Devine. Hello. And Sam Smith. All right. So I guess we better just go into today's news of uh, basically we've forfeited two matches, 3 0. We've been fined £40,000 for basically not adhering to COVID regulations, which we've admitted to. So, any of you want to jump in first? Yeah, uh, no, I'll, I'll give it a, a bash. Uh, still pretty pissed off about it, <clears throat> to be honest. I'm more pissed off with the club than the actual sanction or the actual uh, kind of crime, if you want to call it that. Um, so, it's a really, really poor look on the club. If you read the full transcript from the SPFL, what we've been charged for is absolutely ridiculous from a club point of view. Um, I just don't understand how we can let these things happen when somebody at the club's meant to be in charge of, of, of looking after it and make sure we adhere to these guidelines. Um, at a time where we're told to be in that number and buy season tickets, buy subscriptions for some on TV support the club, uh, sit tight and we'll get back in the ground uh, if you adhere to all the rules and then the club behind closed doors are just obviously no giving a fuck and uh, just a sheer arrogance uh, I'll never get caught, don't worry about it well, that's what it looks like to me it's just ridiculous, somebody, somebody needs to be held accountable for it I think mm-hmm. Right, you've, uh, you've pretty much nailed my thoughts as well. I went for being pissed off and angry at the, the SBFL at first. To, as soon as you read what's actually happened and what's going on, you're just raging at the club for having been so so stupid. Um, we've agreed to a set of rules at the start of the season that every club has to abide by and whether they are or they're not is besides the point. I don't think any club, I've said this to you in the, the chat privately, I don't think any club is actually you know abiding by these rules to the letter. Certainly not with the you know, or um, sharing separate coaches and all that, that's definitely not happening. But regardless of that, we've agreed to that. We've shat all over that and we deserve every punishment we've got. And six points come the end of the season, if it's between us and Hamilton, that's going to come back to bite us. I, it's, nothing about this season so far says that we're going to finish seven, eight, nine points ahead of the likes of Hamilton. So it's more than six points we're looking at here. It might be relegation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's really unprofessional to be honest. Like the stuff that if you're the stuff that's so preventable, the fact that we've got like ten players sitting round a table for meals when it's just so easy. Like the government guidelines are six and there was a wee bit in the 
SPFL statement, even school kids know that they've got a <laughs> distance by two metres and there's grown men at like 30, 25, a lot of age groups, they should all know, be known, they know what's at stake, but it should hopefully kind of cut out any chances of it happening in the future, because they know they're going to lose it in games. It's two games that everybody was looking at, mm-hmm. that we kind of thought oh, we could maybe pull away for Hamilton if we maybe get three or four points at them, but there's no chance of that now, and now we just look as if we've had a really, really shite start to the season. Yeah, and another thing you've got to kind of look at is what has really been our saving grace is we've not been conceding goals, but there's two matches now where we've got essentially minus three goals from each match, so that's six um, goals added onto there. We're not scoring a lot, so it's not going to help our goal difference at all. And kind of like, like you uh, were saying, Craig, you were in it, when that initial announcement was made, you were kind of pissed off at the SPFL for it. You kind of looked at it and was like, that seems really harsh. I still do think the punishment is quite harsh for what has been done, but you can't mm-hmm. actually really complain when you actually look at the like the state, like everything that Smyrna have admitted to and what's went on. It's now just frustration at the club and someone really does need to be held accountable for. We kind of knew that we... Like when the initial charges came about and someone made a statement saying that they would they would fight them, uh, and then like was it two days later we hired two people to um, make sure that we adhere, like, adhered to the rules. Uh, we've we've now known the reason why we're training at the ground. We we I think we mentioned it last week that we seem to be training at the ground more, and now we've learned that's because that Ralston's not big enough for proper social distancing. Uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, even that nonsense about um, coming out and saying things like we believe we've not done anything wrong uh, we've adhered to all the guidelines we'll fight this uh, stringently, we'll fight this um, charge or whatever but then they know full well that they've no bothered their arse with any rule whatsoever they've crammed, four guys have been travelling to training back and forth in a car sharing a car surely somebody the manager or a senior player, Foley, the club captain, could have pointed out and said, listen lads, we're not allowed to do that. You're alright, you've done it once, but cut that out, we can get get caught for this. We've had multiple outbreaks, multiple chances to to adhere to the rules, and we haven't haven't bothered. We've admitted defeat. We've admitted to these things. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's not a case of being hard done by. We have openly admitted that we've been in the wrong. Cramming guys, 10, 12 first team players into a, an eight metre square gym. I mean, what are they thinking about? Uh, it's, it's more annoying, especially after the scare we had with the goalkeepers that you'd maybe thought would have hit home, but it doesn't really seem as if it's registered with the players after that. I think it said in the statement that two of the players that were sharing the cars ended up being one of the ones that contracted COVID, which then obviously spread throughout the team like wildfire. So, it shows how easy it is to pick up and how quickly it can spread, especially if folk are just being dafties, really, and not right. abiding any rules. Everybody, everybody in normal life's abiding by these rules. Like people have went months without having people in their car, yet they think they're different because they're footballers. It's annoying for us as well. As Ross said, we're all paying for season tickets, putting a lot of money, where everybody's buying like merchandise for the club, and this is how we get treated. So, Aye, it's just uh, we're constantly... Players... Uh, they're treated like special cases that's why we're allowed to have the season playing in the first place but on the provi- proviso that they adhered to the rules they, they played by the rules within their specific bubble and the clubs had to agree to that and the, the clubs had to agree to enforce that and we've looked as if we've just went to the meeting agreed and then just carried on regardless just 
treated it like any other situation. It's really, uh, it's a real slap in the face for supporters, I think. I really do. And uh, said it, I'll say it again, somebody needs to be held accountable for this. Um, and uh, uh, seriously disciplined or somebody should get their jotters for that because it's ridiculous. As it also doesn't help, I'm just going to make this point and then quickly move on, but uh, it doesn't help when you've got senior staff members and senior players posting shite on social media and pictures on social media where they're clearly no taking it seriously. I think he's not what I'm referring to here, but mm-hmm. um, we've all seen the pictures that have been going about. The thing is as well, how many times have I told you off, um, off air, as it would be, uh, about a certain player that I've seen in Glasgow several times in, in Buchanan Street and stuff and it tur- uh, like hugging people and meeting up with pals and all that and then it turned out that that was actually one of the players that got COVID and I, was I shocked? Absolutely not. No. It, uh, it, it was inevitable that this was happening. What What is also the most frustrating thing about this is simple procedures put in place by the club, this could completely be avoided and um, obviously just it's not even as if uh, this has been spread through. They're no adhering to rules when they're, you know, training. They're no, they're no trying to avoid close contact and things like that. That you can understand. That, like you say, this is simple things that sitting down for a team meal and sharing a bus. Like if you're told not to do that, then it's a very easy thing just to not do that. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And uh, I would hate to think that the fact that they've the bus down to Dumfries and back. They've heard, uh, the suggestion was that the the bus was too small for the, the the amount that we had to to get the social distancing in place. I would hate to think it's typical that mum want to save a few quid by not hiring that extra eighty seater instead mm-hmm. and taking a a forty seater. You know, I would hate to think that we're still at this stage of trying to save a few quid to sneak around certain rules. You know, it's crazy. Um, Really is. I just I, I genuinely can't get away with how we thought we could operate like that. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Aye, and, and money cuttings cost us forty grand. Well, suspended fine, but um, aye. But then mm-hmm. I mean, you've got uh, everybody had sympathy for us for the goalkeeper situation. I, I just we obviously weren't bothering with the rules then. Mm-hmm. I mean, never have done. I, I have no sympathy for. For, for any of the situations we found ourselves in now because it's been our own doing and it's been totally avoidable mm-hmm. and you've got staff members if they're tweeting about lockdown and uh, try to take the piss about it or you've got guys on their Instagram posting that they're out for a night out and a few drinks even that's just scandalous it's ridiculous it's not something to joke about to be honest mm-hmm. in a privileged position and they should be they should know that and I noticed also in like all those papers uh, that one of our arguments as well was that we haven't done anything out of the rules of the SFA for 20 years, so don't come down kind of harsh on us, which was a bit of a strange argument. But uh, I think that argument was made before the financial irregular, uh, irregular I can't, the financial issues have <laughs> came up. Um, so <laughs> what, what, what I thought was going to be quite a positive podcast after winning against Aberdeen uh, more issues we've got to talk about so it's like we've found something dodgy in the in the books Look, hopefully it's not too bad seeing that we've reported it ourselves but the way that we we admitted to all that and got a 40 grand fine and lost two matches 3-0 no doubt these financial things will fuck us over and we'll end up getting like a 10 point deduction or something knowing our luck the way it's going 
It would be typical St Myrna if we shopped ourselves to the police and ended up getting done by them because it's been entirely our fault. <laughs> uh, you'd like to think we've not been using EBTs when we've been signing folk with David Clarkson and Callum Gallagher, do you think we'd aim a wee bit higher? <laughs> Although that would suggest the, the Josh Heaton nonsense, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's 75 grand. I mean, that was a financial irregularity. <laughs> Nah, I don't. I think it. Uh, but a lot of the people that kind of do seem to be in the know. Seem to think it's an issue with a third party, and not so much us that we've kind of maybe flagged something up to the police that, in case it kind of come back on us at a later date. But hopefully, it turns into nothing. But none of our luck will affect us badly. So we'll wait and see. Aye, sounds like pretty straightforward stuff. So being sitting on it, isn't he? That's it. Aye. Aye. Uh, so I, I guess we'll then actually talk about. A win. With, that's another one, Ross. Positives now. <laughs> yes. Right. We haven't turned the corner yet, but we're on the way. Nah, problems are fixed. Seven games unbeaten. All done. Smooth sailing from now on. Well, technically not. We've just just received two defeats well, this yeah, afternoon. Actually, so yeah, the most underwhelming seven-game unbeaten run ever. But. <laughs> no, I'm not buying the the victories that were the draws in the league cup though. They were draws. It's, uh, it's really confused me. See, when I seen folk talking about a seven-game unbeaten run, you're thinking, "Where the fuck's that came from?" And then you look at it and you go, "No, that's that's not really a victory, is it?" And especially over the manner of performance, if we think back to uh, Queens Park and Queen of the South, I, th- I think the words were unbeaten. It didn't say we won them all. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. So the draws still count as not being beat. I uh, I know I know, but I think some folk were counting that as wins. <laughs> Certainly wasn't they? But we'll focus on the match and look what happens when you play attacking football that um, includes that your talented midfield that you've bought. Exactly. I mean, um, we've said for months now on here that uh, our talented footballers are wasted just watching the ball sail over their head um, up to a front man that doesn't hold the ball up. Um, and now that we've got it on the deck, we started playing football against Aberdeen, particularly the first half, I thought were excellent. It's the best I've seen us play this season. It was good seeing Dermis back and well, scoring a free kick, a, a decent free kick. I wouldn't say it's one of his mm-hmm. best, but it went in, and that's all that matters. Aye. It was. Oh, don't go, Craig. Oh, it was a, a shite, wasn't it? Oh, sorry, I'm just used to saying that this season, starting <laughs> with a shite. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was, it's like you say, it's probably the, the, the best we've played this season, that first 45 minutes, and then we kind of dug in the second half and not so much ground at a result because I still think we probably shaded it and it's just it's like you say you get it done in a deck look what happens um, but even even the wee things like how many times in that match were we if we weren't the first to the ball we were always in there picking up the second ball and that's it's not been us this season at all um, we were just in about everything and you just you just hope when it comes to this weekend we don't revert back to form and put out some crazy formation and start lumping it up but Aye, um, very unexpected, but very happy with that. It was good, we took advantage of Aberdeen. Can I, Aberdeen were really bad, I think we took advantage of them missing the players in the middle of the park and running the top of them that way, because the amount of times Ojo and Campbell were sitting centimetres in front of the back three, and just let us press onto them in the back three, we weren't really too clever. I think they said at half-time they changed the formation to match it up, but they didn't really match anything up, because I think even still in the second half we were still better. 
we still kept him in a go at them. I think it got a wee bit shaky, but the, I think they had a couple of corners near the start of the second half. Mm-hmm. Well, again, we kind of defend set pieces. They looked as if they probably should have scored, but apart from that, no, it, was, it was just a really encouraging performance and it was good to finally get a big slice of luck for the goal. How one man, but... <laughs> I know. Um, nah, you're right, Sam. I think we're by far the better side. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I thought uh, anytime Conley's in the team, it's just we play much better mm-hmm. with him in the side. He's a good outlet. Um, he, 100% work rate. He, he's excellent. He's a right good player. We've been crying out for weeks for him to start. I don't know if it's a fitness thing or whatever, but he's, he's not really been starting matches when he should be. And him and Dermot see their side, I think. Is a good foil for a week in the middle. I think, mm-hmm. although I don't want to be too positive, but uh, <laughs> I want more. I want more for a week. I don't think he was as good as he could have been against uh, Aberdeen, particularly that setter which he should have scored. Well, I was actually going to mention that as well. That um, how many times have we we been the better team against an unperforming side that normally are a bit better than us, and we've went on to lose the match. And when we were yeah. at, when we were at one each. Like they got a goal essentially against the runner play. It was their first real chance in the match. They took it. You kind of go, oh shit, this is. You kind of know the script of where it's going to go. And then when Obika missed that chance, I thought, oh fuck, that's it. They're going to score a, a last minute fucking winner after this or something. But luckily that didn't happen. But yeah, he really should have done better there. It was unlucky. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd feel, I, I think I. Kind of sprung his defence pretty quickly as soon as I seen it. I, I tried to justify it with Joe Lewis getting it and make me sell it big quickly, but as well he was trying to hit it with his left foot when he was off balance, so I'll give him a benefit of the doubt. But he should uh, at least he should at least got it on target. I think you've got to fake. I think he's two yards out for goal. Maybe he's got it. Keeper, but it didn't really go on his back. <laughs> he's your man, isn't he? Uh, but, uh, no, I think a, a more uh, potent striker at least hits the target there, but give him the benefit of the doubt. The big man, uh, he's been great for us since he signed, so he's been off the boil for a wee bit for me, but I just I want a wee bit more for him, that's all. I don't think he was very good against uh, Aberdeen. But you think Marias hits the target there? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the dome, but... <laughs> Nah, Marias scores that every, any day of the week <laughs> I've got to say though um, when Aberdeen scored their goal my confidence in the game didn't, didn't drop I th- normally as you say like Aberdeen will score it'll go to one each and you think right I've seen this film before you know but I was strangely confident in that game against Aberdeen I just thought the way we played in the first half we looked really really good really comfortable in the way we were playing Played my back four again for the first time in a while. The players looked more comfortable in that system than they've looked for weeks. Mm-hmm. I just think we looked like a right good outfit against Aberdeen. Hopefully he sticks with that formation, just stops arsing about with putting guys in positions where they just can't play. Just We're obviously a 4-4-2 team, or certainly four at the back. So Foley strolled it, thought he was really good. Yeah, he probably, and, had, probably uh, had his best game this season, I think. I don't think you should tinker with the team for Saturday too much, I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the Jamie McGrath uh, wonder goal. <laughs> <laughs> great strike. It, it was a great strike, and uh, he totally threw off Joe Lewis. That, that, I'm not saying that's a Joe Lewis error, I'm saying that's just magic from McGrath. 
it was so bad for Joe Lewis when he done it but I, I just don't know how he's I don't know why he's trying to palm the ball down like the Healy's hand because mm-hmm. the ball nine times out of ten is always going to spin backwards and he just kind of looked at it instead of actually trying to go back and get it before he realised he made a complete arse it but I mean, I'll get it up him so Aye, do right. happy for McGrath as well because folk have been going on his back a wee bit I've seen a few folks saying he doesn't really do much and it's a bit of a waste of jersey so I've seen somebody say He's only playing because he's Irish, which I just no, don't get. No, I don't but, uh, Typical Simon fans. Comments like that, aren't you? Ah, it's just ridiculous. That was a, but, someone uh, also tweeted I'm happy for him because it might, might boost his confidence a wee touch. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the fans kind of slander Goody for signing Irish players, but any of the Irish players you've signed have all been really good. So yeah. <laughs> I think there's hardly any of them that have had a fault. So. I think folk just like to kind of have reasons to nitpick, even when you're winning. Sorry, I think if, if you're saying stuff for that, I think you've got another agenda. Aye. <laughs> well, that's why Cammy's not getting in the team. It's because he's not Irish, don't you see? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's quite funny. Every time I watch the replay of that goal, the be- I think the best part of it is Lee Erwin because you can t- you can see him going like to make sure the ball's over the line. And even Joe Lewis, once he's put it and he hits it out in anger... Lee Irwin, I think, just in case, still goes and kicks it in the goal and then celebrates as if he's went, no, I got that in. <laughs> I forgot Lee Irwin existed until you mentioned him there. That's terrible. He was part of that squad. <laughs> no, uh, yes. he, didn't, he didn't do much when he came on. I'm struggling to, I think me, Lee Irwin, I'm kind of struggling to see what he offers. The first couple of games, I thought he was really good. I think he led the line really well against the... Celtic done well against the United but then after that he just kind of faded out it completely I, I, don't, I actually would be struggling to think if he's even kind of had a shot apart from any of the ones he had against the United he's just been really ineffective when he's come on I don't know what I, I struggle to actually see what he's good at but I think you could say that about most of strikers though because other than, like the only time we really talk about them is the chances they miss um, <laughs> we don't really talk about their goals because other goals are coming from midfield <laughs> or defence I liked Erwin when he was at Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was even funnier the time that Big Moshney said about him <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that playoff game. But I thought he was quite talented when he was at Motherwell. He got that move to Leeds, but he just doesn't seem to be the same sort of player that's back up the road. See the amount of folk that sent me that picture of him getting cracked as soon as he signed for us? That picture will follow him for oh. the rest of the year. Aye, just about Erwin. I think Erwin's just been kind of. I'm just, I just struggle to see what he's good at. He's kind of, he doesn't really hold the ball up well. He doesn't ever shoot. He rarely kind of runs. I, I, he's just kind of a bit of an obstacle for defenders. More, of, he doesn't really. I think I thought he would have been a good foil for Obi when he signed, like somebody to kind of do a bit of running, take the ball in from. But I've been disappointed so far. But I, I think, as you'd said, that a lot of other strikers, you can say the same for. We seem to speak about the chances they miss more than the actual good stuff they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, obviously, looking to Saturday, Aberdeen again. I think that uh, Ferguson and McCrory are back for this game, are they not? I think uh, McCrory's, McCrory's still out. McCrory's yeah. still out. But uh, Ferguson's back, which. So, would you change anything or would you just tell them to go out the same way that we did? Nah, I'd keep it the same. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't see, I don't see any reason to change it. I think. If anything, I think the only change I would maybe make if he was available would be Shaughnessy. But apart from that, nah, I don't really see the I don't see the point to change it. We battered them completely for ninety minutes, so mm-hmm. we never looked in doubt of getting the result. So I, I don't doubt that he probably will change it. But 
Uh, nah, for me, if I was in charge, of, there's no chance I would change the starting eleven. Nah, I'd be the same. You probably can't expect Aberdeen to be as bad as they were, um, but there's, I don't think there's any reason to change it at all. I, I agree. Yeah, I just all season we've chopped and changed starting elevens and formations and and things like that. But we got a victory uh, on Saturday there. We've got a chance to keep the same team, keep a bit of consistency on the go. I wouldn't change it at all, even if Sean is he's back. Um, I think Foley's done enough in his two games at the centre half to keep his position. Mm-hmm. 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 Very true. And moving on, it was quite entertaining last week. It's who the fuck did you play for? Which I still don't have a jungle jingle for because I can't think of what player would actually do it for us. Because <laughs> it's almost have like. You tra- have you tracked down Musa Dagnogo yet? No. no, not yet. Not yet. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> um. I'll let Craig go first in this one because uh, um, Craig you, you were left quite far behind last time so I'm giving you the chance to go first Craig However, you can say it yeah, but uh, also the players I've picked especially for the first one I apologise in advance because hmm. <laughs> played for nine clubs he was uh, Tommy Craig's leading man it's Callum Ball oh, my god <laughs> All three of your faces there were amazing. <laughs> I can't even remember who we fucking signed him from. Mm. No, that's a that's a big fat zero for me. You, you couldn't name one club, even though he played for us. Us, right? Well, well, one, <laughs> one, one. Us, no, it's it's one of the ones that came out so far out of left field. They scored what, five in that preseason friendly, and maybe maybe two, maybe two. It was that goal against uh, Partick Thistle that will always stay with me. But uh, Ross, Maybe can two. can you beat one? <laughs> uh, two, two, two. Sam, can you beat two? Ah, uh, two, two is the, as far as I can go. So Ross, this is your chance to take an early lead. Can you? Yeah, I've got Derby and St Mirren. Correct. Fuck off. <laughs> Correct. Did they play for Newcastle? No. No. So, it was never that good. <laughs> <laughs> so his career, Derby County. Torquay United, Notts County, St Mirren, Corby Town, Barwell, Nuneaton Town, Stamford and Stratford. Uh, I'd have been impressed if you got any of the ones after us. But um, The last four sounds like shopping centres. <laughs> so Ross is 1-0 up. But he also gets to go first on this next one. 13 clubs. So plenty to choose for here. Adam Eckersley. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Alan Stubbs' favourite man. Five. Five. Sam, can you name more than five? Six. Six? Oofed. Craig, more than six? No. Ross, do you want to go seven? No. No. Sam, six. Four, four. Mm-hmm. Airdrie. Yep. Man United. St. Mirren, Hearts and Hibs. Correct. So, did you get them there? I was going to say, I thought Airdrie, but. I... Do you know what? I, I, I can guess the Danish team we played for, but I can't get the name right. I know it begins with two A's, I'm sure. But... Uh-huh. So, you could have got seven. So, uh, yeah, you played with. I've just been a smart ass. <laughs> Man United, Royal Antwerp. Bronby, Barnsley, Port Vale, Horsens, 
AGV Arhus is the team with the two A's. Hearts, uh, Hibs, FC Edmonton, St. Martin, Forfar, and Airdrie. Again, I'm at a handicap here because I don't play football manager. <laughs> to be fair, um, every, I think everyone's at a handicap for the next three players I've got written down. I do apologise in advance. I should maybe make this. I, I, I look when I do this. I research players. I go, mm, they seem a bit easy. We'll go with someone a bit different. And uh, I've also screwed myself for the next one on pronunciations. Um, however, um, Sam, you get to go first on this one. Uh, you go. Played ten. 10 clubs. Marion Kello. This is fucking <laughs> shite. This is cruel. <laughs> oh, I, can do, I can only do two. 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 Ross, can you do three? I'll go for three, but I'm not confident. Three. Oh, anybody else want to go for or make them call the three? I forgot you even played for us, so I'm is lucky. <laughs> Right, Ross, what's the three? Us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hearts. Yep. Hamilton? Nope. Oh. Normally, when I give the point to someone else when you don't get it right, but it's hard to do with those three people. I never thought that far ahead. So we'll just, uh, we'll, uh, what was the others? They played for another Scottish club, didn't they? Uh, no. Ray? He didn't. No? So know. again, apologies for <laughs> pronunciations. FC Kocic, FC Vitokovic, FBK Kaunas. I thought that might have been a bit of a go-to because oh. played with Hearts, didn't he? Hearts. Was Hearts with team. Yeah. Astra Giroglu, G- G- whatever. Um, Wolves. Played with Wolves. St. Murren. Then um, Aris Limassol, VSS Kocic, and then MFK Tahanovic or something. Uh, yeah, so. Where did we get them from, Hearts? Uh, Wolves. Mm-hmm. He was decent in his first season, and then he forgot to bring his hands at the start of the next year. <laughs> Craig, I know. Don't know what happened to him. Craig, this is your way back in, actually. I think this is the easier one out of the last two. Probably get it wrong then. We only played for eight clubs, so not as much of a journeyman as the others. Andy Webster. Ross, can you go more than four? No, four. I can do five. Sam can do five. Craig, can you do six? I could, but it'd be total guesses, so no. Right, Sam. Uh, St. Marin, obviously. Mm -hmm. Hearts, Dundee United, Coventry and Rangers. Correct. Nice. So, started his career at Arbroath. Then Hearts, Wigan, Rangers, Bristol City, Dundee United, Coventry, and St Mirren. So I forgot about Rangers. So I think he played, did he? Uh, no, he played a few, but then there was a whole contract issue with Wigan, and that's where he went through a spell where he wasn't allowed to play. Otherwise, Rangers would have to pay a lot of money. All that jazz. He should never have been allowed to play full stop. Remember how slow he was for us? <laughs> uh, I thought find a big Anton Ferdinand was slow, but Webster was worse, man. Uh, Webster took the pass. <laughs> uh, so that is 2-1 to Sam. I only have one other player written down, so if I did the other player and Ross got it right, I have no extra player for, for a tie break. So we'll just call it as a 2-1-1 to Sam. 
No, I think I agree with that. Oh, no, I can do the other player if you want, and then I'll have to Google somebody. Aye, go for it. Aye. Samuel, Samuel won this one anyway. <laughs> That's integrity. Well, Ross, you get to go first. Right. 14 clubs he played for, so... <laughs> Sam Parkin. <laughs> He's all make that face, but I will say one thing. Uh, if you name... If you just start guessing lower league English teams, I'll say you've got a very good chance of getting any of them right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Sam, for winning this week, mate. <laughs> uh, I genuinely can only name one for sure, which is us, and then I can just guess the rest. So, Sam, do you want to make any more than one? Uh, two. I was going to be a smart ass and say three, but. <laughs> Craig, can you do more than two? I'll go for, I'm just going to totally guess this. I'm just going to go for five. Oh. Yes. Go for five random teams. Does anybody else want to challenge it? Anyone want to do more than five? Uh, no. no. Let Craig go for it. That's going to be good. Craig, on you go. Uh, Tranmere, Bristol Rovers, Rotherham, St. Martin, and uh, Forest Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you only got us. <laughs> <laughs> Did he play for uh, Nuneaton? Uh, no. Do you know who he definitely played for? He, did. he looks like a guy who'd played for Exeter. He, he ended his career at Exeter. <laughs> Aye, obviously. Aye. So, what about Yovo? Did he play for Yovo? He didn't, no. Here are the teams that you could have you could have guessed. Other than Chelsea, which he started his career at, you have Millwall, Wickham, Oldham, Northampton, Swindon Town, Ipswich Town, Luton Town, Leighton Orient, Walsall, St. Johnson, Queen of the South, St. Mirren, then Exeter. Queen of the South, fuck's it. Mm-hmm. We signed right. a striker for Queen of the South and we were in the top, like, a 30 year old striker for Queen of the South. <laughs> fuck yep. me. It wasn't Stephen Dobby. Um, so, yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam wins. <laughs> Congratulations. Take that. So, I, at, at the moment, I did have a look at it as Craig 2, Ross 2, Sam 1, as the, the, the standings go. Um, Craig has not been impressive in the last two. Or three, even, to be fair. He is a fucking decent player. He's like somebody for the Gus McPherson Sneera that we know. <laughs> That's too easy, isn't it? <laughs> I've just blocked out that seven years in between, <laughs> what, 2013 and last week. I mean, like you said, decent players. Last week we had, like, Mark Yardley and David Van Zanten and... <laughs> Aye. Exactly. Exactly, decent players. <laughs> well, I, I just can't pick some on players then, can I? but yeah thanks for listening Uh, subscribe and like and whatever you just don't care anymore do you (laughs) (laughs) it's because most people already have so it's like (laughs) just uh, I cheers for being here you know just just thanks for listening if you want man (laughs) thank you for the love It's, uh, it's pretty grim sometimes I know, like, especially after like we won last week, and this still seems like a depressing, miserable podcast. It's because we've just beat, had six goals for the office, isn't mm-hmm. it? In one afternoon. I know, two defeats in the bounce gym. What are you going to do to change this on Saturday? I know, I'm telling you, that's it. He needs get him to out. go. Get him out. Get him out, Sharon. <laughs> get Gus back. Uh, oh, no. steady. Don't go that far. No. <laughs> no. This plays more exciting football, to be fair. But... No. 
more comments like that and you'll never be on this podcast again. <laughs> uh, it sounds like your uh, apathy and the way you said bye there. It doesn't sound as if there's going to be another episode. <laughs> <laughs> There'll always be room. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Is that better? Yes. Right. Cheerio. Cheerio. Leave a review on iTunes about how good we are. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Smash that well. like button, guys. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> and as always, fuck Alex Ray. Fuck Keegan Parker. <laughs> oh God, do you remember Keegan Parker? When he was St. Johnson, I remember him, he had those silver shiny books. What's that? Ah, fuck him. <laughs> uh, quite right. Fuck the SPFL COVID compliance team. I'm fuck Luke Conlon as well. <laughs> Aye. Paddy Craig. <laughs> fuck everybody. <laughs> <laughs>